and welcome to another episode of A Little Spooky. This is the show where we talk about things that spook us just a little bit, like cryptids, urban legends, conspiracy theories, UFO, (laughs) (laughs) and um, people who are double-jointed. My name is Colleen. My name is Everett. Nothing grosses me out. I yeah. don't like that. Well, I mean, like, if you're double-jointed, power to you. But have you seen those people that can, like, fit into boxes? Yeah, I don't like it. You know what else is a little spooky? What? Finding shrimp tails in your cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> you're going to have to explain this. I mean, you, you need to stop referencing Well, the th- I mean, stories. that's exactly what it is. But this is going to date this episode. But today, Oliver... Twitter and other various social medias. Some guy found two like crystallized shrimp tails in his box of cinnamon toast crunch and everyone's freaking out about it. What a bummer. That's so gross. And the prevailing theory is because there is absolutely no shrimp used in the making of cereal <laughs> that a rat made its home in the dry ingredients of cinnamon toast crunch and Maybe it was eating shrimp, and then the shrimp got into the box. So, yum. (laughs) I would like to say that that story has put me off Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but it has not. I would (laughs) still down a whole box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Well, more power to you, I guess. Anyways, what are we talking about today? How do you feel about ghosts? Um, I feel all right about them. How do you feel about ghost balls? Well, I mean, like right off the bat, I have a couple of questions. <laughs> <laughs> what are your questions? So, I well, we're getting into uh, some syntax here, but are we talking about ghosts with balls or ball-shaped ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about ball-shaped ghosts. Oh, well, I'm intrigued. Um, I'm just going to start out with a, a story. This comes from ABC 30 a local news station from Daytona Beach, Florida. Pastor Manzel Ford says he was sleeping when his home surveillance camera motion detector kept going off, so he pulled out his phone and looked at the camera that was in his living room. He says, This orb, this imagery is hovering in my living room. That's like when I'm like, Nope, 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 nope. (laughs) Something's going on here. Something's going on. So, this chaplain, he's a chaplain... Uh, says no one else was at home, it wasn't a flashlight, and it was too big to be a dust particle. And then he says, but when I went out there, I couldn't physically see what I was seeing on the live feed. So now I'm like, whoa. I'm sorry, this is a chaplain? <laughs> yeah, pastor. Is that like the best spoken one this community could <laughs> this, get? This is the actual like interview who is giving on camera. This sure. is just the, the <laughs> written form. <laughs> So he said that the orb came and went for hours, at one point splitting into several different shapes. The man of faith says he has been haunted by some of the things that he's seen as a chaplain, but nothing has spooked him like this. Then he says, If it's physical, I can stand it. I can challenge it. I can approach it. I can deal with it. We're talking about things that are floating and disappearing. If I know what something is, I'm okay. But if it's unknown, then that thing throws me off. Wait, this is a chaplain? Yes. A man of faith. Yes. <laughs> he can't deal with with non-physical ideation. It doesn't specify what church he belongs to, so I don't know, you know, what their stance is on spirits, but maybe it's not a, you know, 
not an organization that is in favor of orbs. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> so he said that the sighting led to a lot of spirited debate, but so far he has no explanation for what happened. And while it's odd, he's also said that it hasn't scared him from moving out of his home. This happened just a few months ago in, I believe it was October 2020. Okay, so ball of light. That's so that's just a very typical orb story. Are you familiar with orbs? I mean, we've mentioned them in the past. Yes. So it didn't seem to be doing anything. No, not just at all. Floating. Yes. So maybe it was a fairy. Eh? Maybe. I mean, our fairies just round. I, I've never seen one. <laughs> <laughs> if you look up that story, um, his name was Monzel Ford. Just do Monzel Ford's story, and there's actual um, video evidence, like his video evidence of what he saw. And we'll we'll get into you know the specifics of orbs right now, but it looks like literally just a ball of light. All right, so, so kind of like that listener story we had. Yes, and we're gonna get into more similar things with that as well. Okay. So we're talking about a lot of different ghost balls. All right. Ball ghosts. Okay. So, yeah, I would start with ball and follow with ghosts rather than ghost <laughs> balls. I like ghost balls. I mean, all right. All right. So an orb is usually white or blue. Uh, it can be a variety of colors, but usually when people see them, they're either transparent white or maybe a light blue. Um, red has been uncommonly seen as well, and very rarely people will say they've seen brown, black, uh, green, and possibly yellow as well black would be interesting that'd um, be the opposite of what i would expect right to see. so obviously like if you're familiar with just like what colors and their deeper meanings mean especially in like literary works it kind of is the same here so depending on the color it may indicate what type of spirit it is so the most common ones are white and blue those are just you know normal Every day. Your, yes, your everyday exactly. orb. Sure. If you come across a rare brown or black one, then that may have, you know, slightly nefarious intentions. Are there, I'm sure you'll cover this, but are there instances of nefarious intended orb? Well, potentially. So, so we'll, <laughs> we'll kind of get into that. The orbs themselves, no, they do not. Orbs okay. are literally just balls of light, possibly energy. Sure. So. It's thought to be the most commonly encountered type of ghost. It can be seen with the naked eye, but it's most commonly seen on camera, whether it's photos or video footage. I have a question. Yeah. How, who classified these as ghosts? How did they become ghosts? We're getting to that, I okay. promise. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, so, I will not interrupt. Some believe that the orbs are the souls of a recently deceased person, and they have yet to fully take on their appearance as a full-bodied spirit. Others believe that some ghosts can take the appearance of an orb at will to more easily move around and then transform into their full-bodied form. So like a vampire. Yeah, I mean, it's the same idea. Like Dracula turns into a bat to flit around, get to another room faster, and then transforms back into his human appearance. All right. So it's kind of the same idea. Interesting. So if you encounter an orb, it will likely move around very, very quickly some even believe that orbs will move around from a room to a room or interact with the living in response to actions and conversations that are happening. So, okay, if, so meaning like it's not 
reliving a event right. that happened in its life, but it's interacting with the present. Exactly. So okay. it suggests that orbs may have sentience and intelligence. Mm. So it kind of depends on your point of view. If you believe that an orb is the spirit of a person or possibly even an animal like a dog or a slightly intelligent animal, then an orb is the, a lot of people believe, a young spirit or a spirit of a recently deceased person. Mm -hmm. And they are just kind of getting used to the new plane of existence. So they just take the shape of an orb. And is there... Any evidence that would back this up, or this is just a hypothesis? Someone this was like, is just orb, hypothesis. Orb equals so, young ghost. And th this was my final point about orbs. Mm, they're pretty much kind of shat on for not being real. Um, Why is that? Because most people say they're debunked because any evidence, whether it's pictures or video evidence, can be attributed to a variety of different things, including dust, water particles, pollen, insects or foreign materials trapped in a camera lens. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I saw one of the, an orb in a, in a photo, I would yeah. automatically assume that was some sort of camera malfunction or, right. so, or some, something. But I mean, you have spoken of instances where people have seen them in real life. Right. Like for instance, that listener story we had from Kelsey. Oh, yeah. The, I think it was the Paulding light was yes. the name of it. That, I mean, by definition, the very simple definition of what an orb is, it could be an orb, but we're going to talk about different types of ghost balls, and I think it's more likely another different type of ghost. Ball. Yes. Okay. So, I, I mean, the thing is, when it comes to ghosts and people that believe in ghosts, a lot of people think that orbs are kind of not really a thing, but believe in other different types of ghosts. Because orbs are just so easily faked. And if right. they've never encountered one in person, why should they believe in it? Right. Yes, I get it. But I also think if you believe in ghosts, why not just believe in true. an orb? Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, either way, also, that's just what it is. Orbs are very simple, basic. You know, every, when someone's introduced to the idea of a ghost, sure. they're probably familiar with what an orb is. This is a question that has been floating in my head for the last, like, four minutes. Yeah. You said that it's potentially a ghost that, like, shrinks itself into a little ball to move faster. Yeah. What is it about their ghost bodies that is causing air resistance? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, it could theoretically get to, like, other dimensional type arguments, <laughs> too. And that's just way beyond my comprehension tonight. I All don't right. want to even think about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. All right. So orbs could exist, but probably tricks of the light. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not convinced either way when it comes to orbs specifically. Sure. So we're going to talk about a different type of one right now. But first, let me ask you, are you familiar with Faustian stories? I am. That's the demon at the crossroads. Yeah, more or less. Um, basically... It doesn't have to be a crossroads story specifically, but it's just a story about making a deal with the devil. Sure. So I have an old Irish Faustian legend for you. Mm. So, and this is just a very simplified version of the story. Satan comes to collect the soul of a drunkard named Stingy Jack. Why is the Irishman always drunk? Why can't he just be a logical, nice dentist? 
I mean, he may have been, but at this point, he is drunk. <laughs> no, you call the, him a drunkard. At, on the night of Satan coming to visit him, he is currently drunk. All right. So they have a conversation, and then Jack requests one last drink of ale before they go. They, you know, Satan agrees, so they head to a pub and have many, many drinks, and Jack, Jack asks the devil to pay the tab by turning himself into a silver coin. The devil, impressed with the trickery, just does that. Wait, I'm sorry. The devil... Turning himself. Not Jack. Turning okay. himself into a silver coin. Got it. So Jack then takes the coin and puts it in his pocket, which also contains a cross trapping the devil inside. Ah, see, the Irishman is smart. Sneaky. <laughs> That's true. So, in exchange for his freedom, Satan offers Jack ten more years of life, and Jack, of course, accepts. Sure. Ten years pass, and then Jack meets Satan again and asks if he could eat an apple before they could go. Satan climbs a tree to pick an apple, and Jack surrounds the base of the tree with crosses, trapping him again. Why is Satan doing this man's bidding? <laughs> <laughs> this time, Jack demands that the devil never take him to hell, and Satan agrees in order to be freed. Okay. Sometime later, Jack grows old and does die. He is not allowed into heaven because of his sins and is not allowed into hell because of Satan's promise. Mm. So he gives Jack a small fire spirit to light his way. Jack put it inside a hollowed turnip to wander the plane between good and evil, sometimes referred to as purgatory, sometimes referred to as the twilight realm, but it's just not heaven or hell, but he's dead. Jack-o'-lantern. Yes, this is the theoretical origin story of the jack-o'-lantern. Sure. Also referred to as Will-o'-the-Wisps, or a Will-o'-Wisp. Ah. I personally call it Will-o'-Wisp, because that's what I've always known. So... Will-o'-wisps are seen in bogs and swamps at night and try to mislead travelers into getting lost. Some think they may be a malevolent spirit and serve as a precursor to a horrible event. Hey, Everett. Yeah. If you had the power to change your feet, would you? We're in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, but that movie's about Will-o'-wisps. Oh, is it? I yeah. don't remember that movie at all. Ugh. For those that don't know what she's talking about, she's talking about uh, Brave, the Pixar movie. Yeah, the story of my people. <laughs> well, some people think it's a malevolent spirit. Others think that Will-o'-wisps are simply trickster spirits that get joy from playing pranks. Okay, cool, cool. Wait, but I thought originally in the tale the Will-o'-wisp was... It was just a light to l light his way. It wasn't yes. like a sentient so, being. That, I mean, and that's why, the, I mean, it's open to interpretation. And this isn't exclusively a ball ghost either. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's most commonly a ball of light, but it can also be like a little imp type spirit. Oh. Um, or, as you said, maybe it's just an ember that's placed inside of a turnip or a rutabaga. But a lot of the stories that I've come across, it's a ball of light and it's a ball spirit given by Satan. And uh, that's interesting. I I mean, it's not like I grew up with legends of will-o'-wisps. I don't know where I heard of them originally, but I always assumed that they like were not malevolent. No. Or that, they, and that's they why just I said, like led you to yes. the where you're supposed to go. Well, some may think that, but I'll, I think most people think they try to mislead you. Oh. So it's not necessarily even malevolent. Some people do think that, but I think most people 
think it's something that you can find in like a swamp or maybe a graveyard, something like that. And it, if you're lost, it will appear to you and, tr you know, you're thinking it's leading you out, but it's just leading you deeper into wherever you're lost. See, that's interesting. Have you ever heard of the Seely and the Unseely courts of fairies? No. In like Irish and Great British, Brit British legends. No, I have not. What is that? Because there's the Seely court of fairies, which are like benevolent spirits and fairies and Irish things. Sure. And then there's the Unseely court, which is the court of like self-serving spirits and fairies okay. where they're not like they they're not necessarily evil but like they're tricksters okay so it's interesting to me that this would be an irish legend and they're i don't know it feels like irish legends specific, tend to have like a lot of trickery in right them. well this specific the the faust tale is the irish legend but i don't sure. think the a will-o-wisp is exclusively irish no no you're right um but I, I have a question, though. So there's the Seely Court and the Unseely Court. Mm -hmm. Are they underwater? I know where this is going. Okay. Back to the story yeah, quick, because yes, I'm almost please. finished with the, the Wibble Wings. <laughs> so we talked about the Paulding Light already. Yes. A lot of people think that the Paulding Light is a Wibble Wisp. Um, if you remember the story, and I believe it was Kelsey that yep. sent us that story. Mm -hmm. um, it was in the woods, if I remember correctly. It was in, yes. a, in an area of woods and the railroad. Yes, and the a lot of people believe the spirit is a the spirit of a conductor that died. And I don't remember what she said or if anything about the the purpose, like if there's any sort of motive that people believe the spirit to have. Like trying to find its way home, like the light is his lantern. Did right. I make that up? Kelsey, I, I don't know. let me know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but I just remember that the the ball of light interacted with her and her family and friends. Remember, like it was traveling with them while they were walking in the woods. Yes, yes, you're right. So that is very similar to what a will-o-wisp will would do. You think it was like trying to lead them towards it? Maybe, or maybe it was just following them, you know, guiding their way. Maybe it's not, you know, a trickster at all. It's just, you know, guiding them. Cool. I never would have thought of that, but I like it. Um, when it comes to Will-O-Wisps, a lot of people think it's swamp gas, but here's what I have to say. Swamp gas, my ass. <laughs> Word up, Edward. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just like all of the stories of Will-O-Wisps are like, it's so close to you. You're interacting with a ball of light. Why would it be, you know, swamp gas? Because that's something that you can see in the distance that, you know, is luminescent. Yeah. But if you're up close and personal to a ball of light that's interacting with you, that's not something that's if just... If somebody tells you it's swamp gas, they're trying to cover something up. Nothing is ever swamp <laughs> well, gas. Well, swamp... Okay, because I did a lot of research for this episode. Did you research swamp yes, gas? Yes, <laughs> I did. So swamp gas is something that happens. It definitely is a real thing. And it's like a luminescent, like, mist almost that you see in the distance. Sure. So like a misty or a foggy night, you're on a swamp or a bog or a marsh, and there's some kind of way that a light source interacts with the mist, so the moonlight, 
and it can look like a ball of light. Okay, right, right. But when you're up close and personal, it's not going to look like that, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't get that either. I just, I feel like if somebody comes up to you and you were like, hey, I saw this cool thing, and they were like, it was swamp gas, they're members of the Men in Black, and they're trying to cover something up. Maybe. I don't know. Don't try to appease me with that answer. <laughs> I, hey, I said swamp gas my ass. That's true. I, I don't think it's swamp team. gas at all. Gotcha. All right, so I have one last ghost ball for you. Okay. It is very similar to a willow wisp, but also very different. And I have a tale to read first. Okay. So this story comes from the Welsh fairy book written in 1900. The language in this story is basically what we use now, but there are a couple weird oddities, and I'm not quite sure what a few words may mean, but we'll just read through it. Got it. Once, long ago, a young man in Wales came home very late in a driving rain. Knowing his father and mother would be fast asleep, he didn't wish to disturb them. I will go to the manservant's quarters and spend the night. Surely he will not mind being awakened as much as my elderly parents. Rude. So this young man did. He entered the servants' quarters, which were above the stables, and climbing the ladder carefully, taught the upper room, went in the doorway, carrying his ladder before him. So that's what I mean. I don't, I'm not quite sure what taught means in that context, but basically <laughs> he's going to the servants' quarters. Got it. He was surprised to see the manservant already asleep. As he lay in bed, a curious thing happened. A strange ball of light seemed to float from the man's nostrils and fly around in the air. The young man couldn't believe what he was seeing and rubbed his eyes. The image of the little ball of light was still there. It floated slowly down from the upper room, and the young man, despite his uneasy fear and wonder, decided to follow the thing. It led him down a path through the dripping trees to a footbridge and finally to the churchyard. The young man, still not certain he was simply seeing things, picked up a stout stick and struck the little ball. Rude. To his wonder, it burst apart. Then, just as quickly, it reformed itself and headed back down the pathway to the churchyard. It entered the dark, empty church, and he followed it until it disappeared. He went back home astonished and decided to wake his father and told him all about what he had seen. Oh, it is just as I feared. Our servant has been ill these many weeks. My son, what you have seen is the corpse candle, an evil omen of death. Mm. Not a word about this to anyone. We will have to wait and see what occurs. Of course, the servant shortly thereafter died. As the pallbearers were carrying the casket to the churchyard, the beer upon which they carried it slipped, and the casket tumbled and broke apart exactly where the young man had struck the corpse candle with the stick. Oh. So, corpse candle, from that story, what do you think is different from the Will-O-Wisp? I mean, there's a few things that are I find wrong with that story. First off, why are you waking up your hard-working manservant yeah, in the no, middle right. of the night? <laughs> First, you don't care about him, and then you see a weird light, and you just follow it? And if, the light's not doing anything wrong, so you just hit it with a stick? <laughs> well, okay, first I will say, if like I was sleeping and you saw me, and then a ball of light came out of my nose and just started leaving the room, wouldn't you follow it? Yeah, okay, yeah, I probably would. I, I agree with the stick thing, though. I wouldn't hit it. Yeah, it's just, what if it was evil? What if you made it mad? 
may or may not be evil. We're going to talk about that. So I'm sorry, your original question was, what do I find different from Will of the Wisp? Yeah. Well, this one's a premonition. Exactly. As opposed to just a mysterious. Like a mysterious guide. Yes. Right, exactly. So similar to Will of the Wisps, a corpse candle is a ball of light, but they are typically associated with churches, cemeteries, and corpse roads. Do you know what a corpse road is? Mm-mm. Dating back to the medieval times and centuries later, up until the industrial era, corpse roads were basically just the roads that connected churches, cemeteries, uh, morgues. Those, I mean, morgues as we know them today aren't really sure. a thing, but any anything that housed the dead. Got it. They were the roads that led there from like villages sure. or wherever someone may deliver a body. Sure, and it makes sense they'd all be connected. Right. So. Corpse candles were regularly regularly seen on corpse roads at night, sometimes by themselves or sometimes accompanying a corpse, or right after death, as opposed to what we just read about in that story. So it's either a premonition or maybe even the spirit of the recently deceased. Corpse candles, as we just discussed, may be a premonition of death. Another famous story is of three men drowning in a river in Wales, and it was reported by passengers of an unrelated boat that three corpse candles were seen in the same area a few days before they drowned. Mm. So most people believe a corpse candle is a premonition of death. Yeah. They are also associated with something called phantom funerals. What this is, is when several corpse candles group together and travel a corpse road. Uh, If you witness this, you may hear the sounds of muffled footsteps and sobbing. They go to a church or a graveyard and then dissipate. That's scary. Then, very soon after, a funeral, a real funeral, will occur. So it's... Of more than one person? No. It, it basically is signifying that a funeral is about to happen because if you witness it, it's almost like seeing the funeral before it happens but all of the people involved are balls of light got it got it got it so there's a lot of different ideas of what a corpse candle may be it could most people think it's a premonition of death but they're just associated with corpse roads in general sure now this always from the way you have been describing it, it the people who see it are not the people who are about to die some people do think if you see it that means you're about to die but more so if you see it, it's just preceding death in general. It doesn't have to be you, but it could be. Okay. Ugh. That is creepy. I don't like that. And I don't like that at all. And this seems like it's something that is very exclusive to the British Isles, especially Wales and Ireland and Scotland. I didn't see as much in Do you think it's Britain. because there's a lot of swamps up there? Maybe, <laughs> but the thing is, these these were on roads. Yes, yes, that's roads, true. churches. I mean, cemeteries. There may be some sort of mist and fog. Well, it's just but... interesting because will o' wisps and these corpse candles, mm-hmm. similar things Are seen in similar Isles. places. Yeah. yeah. Either way. I think the corpse candles especially are fascinating because it's something I never knew about before. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Um, and ever since the industrial era, I mean, these stories have really died down. I don't know if it's because corpse roads kind of went away or if it's for other reasons. I don't know. Yeah. But it's kind of died out and I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, that one's interesting. And I actually find that scary. Now I'm going to be afraid. 
<laughs> I mean, of that seeing I, just a ball of light. Well, no, that it means something. See, if I woke up and I saw a ball of light, I'd be like, oh, man, I need more sleep. Or like, oh, <laughs> the neighbors must be backing up their car again. Like, <laughs> but if I see it come out of your nose, that's a problem. Yeah, that's creepy. So that's that's all I really have for the balls of light, the ball ghosts or the ghost balls, if you will. But I feel like this episode is very related to a personal experience I have had mm. in the past. So I thought this might be a good episode to share it as well. Yeah. So this really happened to me. This is my story, Everett story. Have I never heard this story? I I thought I've told you. Maybe I haven't, though. I have a terrible memory. I, Just I, go. Okay. <laughs> so this is when I was roughly seven or eight years old. I was living in a house in Wisconsin with my family. I had a bunk bed with my little sister. She had the bottom bunk and I had the top bunk. Okay. I'm trying to go to sleep. And then, you know, sometime at night, in the middle of the night, I hear a sound at the foot of my bed. And I hadn't fallen asleep yet. So I'm like, what is this? Maybe my little sister's trying to wake me up for some reason. So I look. And how my bunk bed is set up is there's a ladder at the very foot of the bed. And the top rung of the ladder and the second to top rung of the ladder are above my bed still. Like, it's a pretty tall ladder. Sure. So I can, you know, see that large chunk of the ladder. And staring back at me through those two rungs is a head. Uh, the eyes were behind glasses. And that's all I could really see. I immediately freak out. Yeah, I'm I like, don't... what is this? And then I hide under the covers. I'm like, just go away, just go away, just go away. Sure, like you're hoping you were imagining it. Yes, exactly. Or maybe I'm asleep and dreaming. But then I, after, I th I'm sure it was several minutes after some time passes, I kind of peek through and I see the figure of an old woman walking away from the bed and out the door. Oh, God, I hate that. I didn't fall asleep that whole night. I, I just couldn't. But I was also frozen in shock. What was she wearing? And I, I don't I mean don't that in a weird way, but was this I, like a Victorian No, 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 no like? not at all. Okay. Um, I feel like I, I don't recall exactly what she was wearing, but if it was something like that, I definitely would remember that. Okay, so it was just old lady as you know old ladies to be dressed. Y yes. Okay. So I didn't fall asleep at all, but I was frozen in shock. It definitely wasn't something like sleep paralysis because I never woke up. I was just always awake that night. So I know I wasn't dreaming. I couldn't tell anyone about this at first. I was still like in too much shock. I'm like, I don't know what this was. Sure. I wait a few weeks and then I tell my dad about it. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, whoa, that was super weird. But he didn't really say anything else at that time. Right. Because he was like, you're a kid. Maybe it was right. imagination. He, I'm sure he thought I was dreaming or something. Sure. More time passes. And then I remember some sort of conversation happening that I wasn't a part of. I was just there. And he mentions that my or his grandmother actually owned that house that we were living in at the time. And we moved in a few years after she died. Uh, then, did she die in the house? He never told me. Okay. I don't know. Um, but then I kind of like put two and two together. Obviously, I'm like, maybe I saw the ghost of my grandmother. I tell him that he's like, well, I'll just show you a picture of her. 
So he shows me a picture of her that he has, like some sort of family group sure. photo. And it definitely was her. Uh, I never, like, when I experienced this, obviously I was terrified, but I never experienced like a sense of. Like, hey, grandma. Well, no, I never experienced a sense of like dread in the sense like she was there to hurt me or anything like that mm -hmm. or to actually scare me. I was just scared because it was unnatural. Do you think she was like, what are you doing in my house? Maybe. Or do you think she was checking in on her great grandson? She died before I was born, so I don't know. Well, but here's the thing. If you die, if anybody dies, if you die and you become a ghost, just remember that no matter how good your intentions are, you're going to terrify the <laughs> shit out of anybody you reveal yourself to. So just just prepare them ahead of time. Don't show up while they're sleeping <laughs> in the I, middle of the night. I mean, that's also assuming that ghosts like, you know, have the same cognitive abilities that a, an alive human would. Right. We don't know for sure if they're just living you know, cycles of their own memories or but if, if they are. If she was doing that, why would she be looking through a true. piece of furniture that didn't exist there That's previously? very true. Yes. I don't know. Either way, I, I, I only point out that I didn't feel like she was there to scare me or to hurt me or anything like that. I was only terrified personally because it was a ghost. Ugh. But. <laughs> that would scare me. And even if I knew the person. If they didn't say anything, it might be worse if they said something. I don't. I I don't know if ghosts can, but that that's my personal story. I Ooh, personally I do believe in ghosts because of that event. And I'm a little more skeptical when it comes to things like orbs and things like we just talked about. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to actual ghosts, that is something I do believe in only because of my experience. When sure. it comes to, you know, ghost movies and possessions and moving things across the room. I don't know if I believe in that because I didn't experience that. Uh -huh. But, hey, <laughs> I'm open to it. I've never experienced that. I hope I don't. I don't want to. But we actually have a listener story that has to do with both ghosts and ghost balls. Oh, really? Kind of, yeah. I You told me we were going to have one, but I haven't read it, so... Okay, this was sent to us from our listener named Sue. Thank you for sending it, Sue. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to read you the whole letter because it's nice. Okay. Hi, Colleen and Everett. Love your podcast. I have a couple of little spooky things that have happened to me. I live in a town that has a former orphanage in it. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> not starting I was, off I, good. Well, I was taking a drink of water, but then you said orphanage, and I'm just having weird thoughts of like both Harry Potter... The Orphan, and then just regular ghost movies, too. Yeah. I was confused for a moment. Well. I apologize. Go ahead. Former orphanage. It's now mostly city buildings, a theater, art center, that sort of thing. All of the buildings are haunted. I was always skeptical until I experienced a few things myself. While at an event in one of the buildings, a couple was working on a project in the basement. They came running upstairs as white as a ghost. Two paint cans had lifted into the air, hovered there for a few seconds, and then dropped to the floor. <laughs> the wife refused to go back there to gather her belongings. Someone went with the husband to get their things, and they swiftly left the building. And I never heard if they came back to finish their project. Wow. That same weekend, I was sitting with a friend in a place where nobody could get behind me without me seeing them. 
I felt someone running their hand in my hair, kind of ruffling the hair on the back of my head. I had a fresh haircut, and another friend had been doing that to me that day. So I figured it was him leaning across the table I was sitting at, but when I turned, there was nobody there. Weird. A few other things I've witnessed at that building are a butter knife knocked off the butter dish. It wasn't just a knife that slipped. It was as if someone hit it hard and it flipped into the air and onto the floor. One guy left the building after that one. Rocking chairs rock with no one around them and no breeze. Outdoor pictures with bright green orbs in front Mm of them. We went back to the facility to show someone and took more pictures inside. And wouldn't you know, more bright green orbs. I still have all the pics. I've never been afraid there, though. I know there were many children who spent their entire lives there and feel they are all friendly. The experiences I've had are always playful and not scary, but it sure made a believer out of me. Thanks for entertaining me with your little spooky stories. I look forward to more. Thanks, Thanks, Sue. Sue. And thank you for sharing that with us, too. Yeah. Did she send the pictures? She did not send the pictures. Okay. Sue, if you're listening still... I hope you are. <laughs> um, if you wouldn't mind sending those pictures, if you said you still have them, I'd just be interested in seeing I'd them. I'd totally post them on the little spooky social needs. If if you would like. If you're to. interested. Yes. But yeah, that's crazy that like there's so many different types of things happening in the same. It was all in the same building, you said? It sounds like it was kind of like a complex of buildings. But and they were all they split all... up from the same original building, it sounded like. The orphanage. Or maybe I was mis... Understand uh, my guess is that the orphanage was more than one building, like in a complex, and all of oh, those okay. buildings were turned into right. city buildings. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that is crazy. And the the one that stuck with me most was when she said she was in that room, and there was definitely no way that anyone could have gotten behind her without being in her line of sight. So mm-hmm. like she would have noticed, and then she felt that. That's really gross to me. <laughs> like, yeah, and it like clearly isn't just like wind. Or like your scalp tingling, like you. She. It sounded like she clearly felt someone's hand in her hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what? Okay, so you were the one talking about colors before. What's a green orb? Okay, so I, I will say, and when it comes to green orbs, that from my research, green definitely seems like it's a extremely uncommon one to come across, and a lot of people think when it comes to green orbs in pictures it's lens flare mm. um, yeah but outside and inside i i mean i have no idea that's just what i read sure but i mean i don't remember specifically what green would mean i would guess money you know, i mean sure i i mean green is always associated with envy so maybe it's like a a jealous spirit of jealous because you have parents <laughs> yeah maybe that's i mean that's a little Aww. rude but yeah <laughs> Oh, but green could also just mean calming too. So maybe it's just a, a very friendly spirit too. True. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that it would be a green orb and not just like a trans translucent white orb. That's usually the most common one. Well, Sue is an uncommon listener. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you again, Sue, for sending that. That was fun. Yes, I love those stories. And that's so weird. Like the timing. When did she send that today? This morning. Yeah. That is very odd timing because I've been researching the orbs and other things for a few days. But yeah, weird. That's awesome. Well, if you would like to send us a spooky story to read on the podcast, send it to either our social media messages or to our email. 
Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all are at NerdslothHQ. And our email is podcast at nerdsloth.com. And actually, okay, so just because this is sort of a shorter podcast, um, there's a news story out about UFOs. Oh, we are going to talk about Can it. Can I? Do you mind? Yeah. I mean, I, I posted it on the Twitter today, like a link to one of the stories just because I didn't think we would get to it. But if you want to talk about it. Well, it kind of has to do with, you know, glow, glowing things in the sky. Not, not what I read. But, well, oh, you just mean UFOs, UFOs in general. In general. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. go ahead. This comes from The Guardian. So it's not any of your my usual the mere bullshit. Well, and okay, before you even get started, I will preface... All of this is coming out because a couple months ago, when Trump was still president, he signed into law the COVID relief bill. Mm -hmm. That bill contained a entry from, uh, which person was it? Uh, Marco Rubio, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yes. We talked about this. Y yes. Yes. So this is a direct result of that because by June, supposedly... All intelligence agencies in America have to release all information they have about UFOs. Yeah. Or some some something similar to that, at least. I mean, right. I think it's within reason, like anything that's, you know, Im of import to national security, they're not going to release. Sure. But technically, by law, they're supposed to give us all the information to yeah. the public. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But this story that you're going to read is a direct result of that bill. They're starting yes. to release information. Right. So John Ratcliffe was Donald Trump's former intelligence director. Yep. And he gave an interview talking about unidentified aerial phenomena. And he said there would be a report coming out that documents previously unknown sightings from all over the world. And he admits that there are a lot more sightings than have actually been made public. He also says that these aren't just like, you know, me or you looking in the sky and reporting a UFO. He says these are Air Force and Navy pilots, sorry, Navy or Air Force pilots, things that have been picked up by satellite imagery that quote unquote, frankly engage in actions that are difficult to explain, movements that are hard to replicate that we don't have the technology for, or traveling at speeds that exceed the sound barrier without a sonic boom. Yeah, and that's why on our Twitter I said, these things go faster than the sonic does. Yeah, these things are apparently crazy fast, which is terrifying. Yeah. Because even, even if this is not aliens... That means that someone has the technology to make a missile or some sort of object in the sky that goes beyond the speed of sound and does not create a sonic boom. Yeah. Which is nuts. Right. How is that even possible? Well, see, here's the, he even, he, he comes out and he gives me assurance that I need it because he says that when unidentified aerial phenomena is identified, analysts always try to explain it as a potential weather disturbance. Swamp gas. <laughs> My ass. Or a routine spectacle. He says, quote, we always look for a plausible explanation, but sometimes we wonder whether our adversaries have technologies that are a little bit farther down the road than we thought or that we realized. However, there are instances where we don't have any good explanations. So in short, things that we are observing that are difficult to explain. And so there's actually quite a few of those. And he says that information is Coming out has to come out in June. By June. To yes. COVID-19 relief bill. Um, 
he says these there these this is going to document sightings that happen all over the world. And holy shit, I'm excited to read about it. I'm Even ex- if it's like I just I just want to know where they are, what they are, what 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 Well, they're unidentified. We don't know. Well, I when I say what they are, I mean are they moving weird, like right. sonic boomless speed? I mean, I'm I'm obviously very excited as well, but I'm also kind of scared. Like you know, this information has been kept from the public and it's only coming out because it's illegal to keep it secret, apparently. That's the way it should be. No, and I I do agree with that. But at the same time, if they're keeping it a secret, is it because they're just trying to gain advantage over other countries? Or is it because our intelligence agencies are afraid that the public isn't ready for this information? Well, why do they get to determine if I'm ready or not? Fuck you. Very libertarian of you, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting patiently because I don't know if I want the information or not. I want it. I want it all. <laughs> I want all the information. It's, but like even the sonic boomless object, that's scary to me. But the thing is, it's, it would even be fascinating to me if it wasn't aliens. I just want to know that exists. But, but for what purpose, right? Like, yeah. Why Why does a missile need to travel so fast, assuming it's a missile? Maybe it's a some sort of jet, too. I don't know. Or maybe it's an alien. Maybe. Whatever it is, there's definitely not a human inside of it because I don't think they'd be able to survive that speed. You don't know. When trains were invented, people thought that women couldn't travel faster than 40 miles an hour or their uteruses would fly out of their mouths. That's true, but... People have already died, though, on the record because they've traveled too fast. And, and people have died on trains. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Okay, fine. Anything sure. can happen. Fine. That's my personal hypothesis that whatever <laughs> that thing was, there was not a human on board. I mean, drones are a thing now. Right. Yes. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> Anyways, that's the, the top goss and we're gonna, for this week. When more comes out, we're definitely going to talk about it. Yeah, you know I love a good alien story i don't know if it'll be in june or maybe it'll be before the month of june it has to come out by june by i june. don't know if that means by the end of june by june 1st I, I think it means by june 30th i believe sure but yeah we'll see know. exciting anyways i liked learning about ghost balls i loved our <laughs> listener story your story freaked me out we've, we've talked about a lot of different stuff this episode it's a little mishmash i'm sorry everyone if it's all over the place but yeah we're having we're having fun here yeah fun in the little spooky headquarters which is a basement yeah (laughs) so if you would like send us your stories if you have a request for an episode topic you can also let us know and i have said this on a few other episodes too but if you have written a creepypasta we haven't ever gotten one to read but i would always be interested in reading one that you have written yes that would be awesome also um we've plugged this for like the past couple of weeks, but we got merch yeah. now. So um, please go to nerdsloft.com, go you to the can, store section. Yep. You can rep all your favorite pods. You can do a little spooky, otherwise, any of our other sister podcasts. And we have shirts, hoodies, uh, lots of pillows, stuff. tapestries, mugs. Everett just got a phone case. I have a f- new phone case from our own merch store. Yeah, I'm it's like our own nerdy. merch. But- <laughs> I only did it because I love our logo so much. Joseph from our sister podcast, Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom, among others, made this artwork. And, and I Chris, also from Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom, 
did all of the effects yes so if you would like to take a look at that among other things definitely check out our merch as well and i think that's all we got yeah this was a fun episode i liked it yeah and we will catch y'all next week yeah i'll hit you up with a different story next week and we love you we love you bye bye Presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.